Do you realise we're not doing... Are you ringing in for a reading tonight?
Hi, and welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Hope everybody is all okay. But tonight we're changing it from the Ask Sue Show to Dear Sue Show. This is because obviously there's a lot of people that have got problems in the world at the moment, various different things. This could be, it could be a child problem, it can be um, addiction problem, anything really, literally from relationships to whatever it may be. Tonight people are bringing to ask if I'm doing any psychic parts of it. This will not be a reading, but if I do pick up anything of people that have got a problem, then I would tell you that. But we will see how it goes during the show. To make this show a success tonight, we need you to call in. So whether you've got a relationship problem, just a life crisis, or whatever it may be, please give us a call in. 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Or if you call in from the UK, it's 001-347-327-9694. That's 001 327-9694. So give us a call in. Let us know what's the matter and uh, how we can help. Maybe you just want to tell us how things are going and maybe things have got better for you after quite a few problems. And you can show people that things actually do get better. So um, give us a call in. Let us know what's happening in the world. And if anybody on the chat wants to um, have a bit of a rant, by all means, you can inbox me on there um, privately. Also, if guests could sign into Blog Talk Radio, it only takes a minute, and then you can join in with the chat, and also you can be part of the show via the chat. Uh, quick um, hello to Bill, to Max, to Rhiannon, and everybody that's in the chat at the moment. Hope you're all okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little tune while we wait for some callers to call in. And uh, maybe we could have a bit of a, um, a fun one tonight um, where we'll must, I must, must, must see about getting some other music. We have got um, a band that we're going to be promoting soon. Um, I've got to speak to them more. They're sending me the music. And so we'll be sending, um, putting their music online very, very soon. So um, with no further ado, we'll have a bit of a knees up. Um, one I know quite a, a few like. It's a bit like Marmite. You either like it or you either love it or you hate it. So we'll see what you think. Back in a couple of minutes. But I'd been forgotten, I'd go. I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? But I'd been forgotten, I'd go. I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cutting I do. But I've been forgotten I do. 
All I can say to that is a big yee I love that song. It just makes you feel all bubbly and, and ready for anything. Except tonight, we're a bit slow in callers. So if anybody wants to give us a call in, 347-327-9694. I'm hoping this is not a problem with Blog Talk Radio, or else we really are going to be in trouble yet again. Just to let everybody know, um, obviously people in America hopefully will be getting ready to go and join in with the Memphis um, protest tonight. I have just seen on Facebook that apparently Memphis's petition has reached over 40,000. The status does say Memphis petition has reached 40,000, so Bloomfield, 40,000 say free Memphis tonight. So let's hope we have thousands go to the march. If you've not heard any, enough about this, go to Save Memphis on Facebook, and it will tell you all about this um, story, and it will show you the photos of the guy that wants to literally take on board um, Memphis, take him back home to where he was, um, and all I can say is read the story. It's an amazing story. Hello to Jeff and Diana and uh, obviously everybody who was going to that march tonight. I am there in spirit, and at the end of this show... It will be happening, so please, everybody, go and have a look. Save Memphis. Um, right, I need to tell you all about a little something that we've got going on at the moment. I will... Oh, dear. I will share a link um, to the, the um, chat to tell you about something that my good old mate, Sean, has done for me at the moment. You will all absolutely die with laughter, and it's very funny, but on, an, on another note, very serious. As you all know, the Ask Sue show has grown and grown and grown, and we also have got loads of things that are going on at the moment. We literally try and save dogs. We are promoting various things from psychics to events to um, people to, to psychics themselves to a, literally a bit of everything. And we want to make the Our Sue Show grow even bigger. We want to tell the world what's going on. And obviously, we've already got to America, to Australia, and all sorts. And we've had messages worldwide showing your support. Um, you will actually see um, that I've just put the wrong link on the chat. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll tell you what. It, it, it's obviously just been a long, long day. So, yes, you can join that, but you're already there. So let me just find the actual proper link. Uh, what it is, we're getting... Um, Sean has started up a petition for me, and it's actually to get me onto Loose Women, which is a TV program that's on in the UK um, and very popular, and we are trying to get it sorted out. We've got a few people that have already signed it, and I'd like to thank everybody on there that's already um, shared it. Um, uh, but we just haven't got the numbers as yet. So we need to get quite a few to try and get me even further afield and onto the TV. And it's where I literally want to make a difference with loads of different things. There is so many charities out there that I could mention. There is so many dogs out there that need rescuing, including Memphis at the moment. You know, look at Patrick. Look at all of the dogs that could have done with a bigger mention. The people that make a difference in our world whether it be Howard Einstein who does the events, whether it be Sean McCoughlin that does the um, readings, you know, whoever it may be, 
at the end of the day, there is loads of people out there doing a lot of good, and we need to literally promote these people even more. And that's what the ASU show is all about. It's not about, you know, people say to me, oh, it's an ego thing. The ego for me is when I see that I've maybe made a difference with saving a dog. When I rescued the 11 cats the other day and literally have seen their mum growing and get it putting on weight and they see the kittens open their eyes for the first time, that's when my ego steps in and I am very proud to say that I do those things. But at the end of the day, I need you guys to literally stand up behind me and literally make this voice even louder by sharing the links to the show, but also to see if we can make it even bigger by going to the internet with it, going just not from the internet, but also going onto the TV. Imagine how much further we could get as well with that. We need links onto YouTube and all sorts just to make this difference. But it's up to you guys to help me to make that difference. I would just like to thank um, Sean for crazily suggesting this idea. And I'd just like to say that Sean has been saying to people of other things that I have done. He is right. I have shared off my, shaved off my hair to raise money for the special care baby unit at the Royal Shrewsbury Hospital in Shropshire. That was in memory of my daughter that I lost in 1996. I've also dressed up as a Christmas pudding, which he was trying to remember what I dressed up as. It was a Christmas pudding, and I went into the audience of um, Price is Right. Um, so that was really f so, so funny. It was hilarious, such good fun. And once I find the pictures, I will put them on the Ask Sue Show wall for you. Also, we've been in the audience of Dancing on Ice, where we met um, Philip and Holly. Absolutely fantastic fun again. And we also spoke to, um, I can't remember his name, it's just gone straight in my head, um, the singer... Um, It'll come to me after. Anyway, we met all his family and everything. It was just fantastic. And he was on the Dancing on Ice um, and did rather well with that. You know, there's loads of different things that I've done and loads of different things that I've been through too. And this is why I wanted to, to do tonight's show. There is loads of people out there that have gone through so many different things. There's loads of people out there that are sitting on their own at home tonight that cannot talk about things because they've got nobody to talk to. Whether it may, they may be on the street, maybe they're in a flat on their own, maybe they've left their family. Maybe you're a 16-year-old right now that's lost, doesn't want to go back home because of different problems there may be. We've got a missing group on, um, on Facebook and this is set up, and it's over a 1,000 people, but there's loads of missing groups um, all over Facebook. Um, and I've seen families that are literally waiting just for that phone call so that they know that their family is safe. If there's somebody out there tonight that literally doesn't want to go back home for whatever reason, that's fine. We've all got our reasons for doing different things, and nobody's here to judge anybody. But all I will say is, just let your family know. Just let them know that you're actually okay. You don't have to, you can ring from a withheld number nowadays. You can do whatever, send them a link on Facebook or whatever it may be, but just let them know that you're okay. There is so, so many people missing. You know, at this moment in time, I will read them. Um, in Durham, Const start again, 
Durham Constabulary. There's a um, teenager is being praised for helping to save the life of an elderly man missing from his home. The 83-year-old man was reported missing by his care on Sunday morning after last being seen at his home in Darlington at midday the previous day. But then a 13-year-old had gone and seen him and reported him, and he's, he is back home. Do you mean, there are so many people. There's a 15-year-old missing from Rothwell, Northamptonshire. There's pictures of that as well. Um, and Fiona Campbell puts a lot of these links on for me to help. Nia Garth, um, Vic, um, Victoria puts them on. There's loads of different ones. But there's loads of different ages. You know, there is literally from months old to 90-year-olds that are missing. And I say the same thing again and again and again. Whether it doesn't matter if it's somebody you know or not, just share the link. Because how many times would you want somebody to share the link if one of your family members went missing tomorrow? At the end of the day, just please share the links. Missing is literally for everybody to share and it's for everybody to use. And it's literally, you never, uh, hopefully nobody on this show will ever find this out, but let's hope you never need to use this group. So for whatever the problem is you've got in your life at the minute, give us a call on 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Now, I'm just going to have to check to make sure I haven't got a problem because not a lot's going on in the chat, not a lot's going on in the phone calls. So I'm wondering if there's actually a problem at the moment. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to see if we can find um, a little bit of music while I just check it and make sure everything's going okay because it seems very, very quiet and I was expecting more numbers for this tonight. So um, let's see if we can get a bit of Whitney Houston.
Oh dear, a little problem with the buttons then, and I couldn't come back onto the show. Did you miss me for that couple of seconds already? No, I didn't think you did. Anyway, let's go back to where we were talking. Um, I don't know if I've got problems or not. I've, I've pressed a few buttons to see if it makes a difference, so we shall just see. Um, let me have a look at what else I was going to say to you. Um, if anybody wants to join the Ask Sue show on Facebook, we have got a group. Oh dear, sorry, just excuse me, I've just got your night to set in at the minute, so just excuse me for a minute. Um, uh, the Ask Sue show is on Facebook. It's literally where we can literally just show you what's coming up, uh, various shows that we've got coming on. Tomorrow night we'll be having Howard Eipstein on into the studio, and that is literally to share the links about um, about the dogs and all sorts. Uh, just like to say to Max, yes, you're absolutely right. You're nitus, definitely. And once it starts, there's no stopping. Anyway, moving swiftly on so I don't start the ornitus again. Um, the other thing I want to just say, if anybody wants to ring in for readings, I wasn't going to do readings tonight, but we'll see if anybody wants to have a reading tonight. By all means, give us a call in, 347 327 9694 that's 347 327 9694 and max um i haven't got any um jokes <laughs> to say the least um but if anybody wants to uh give us a call in 347 9694 um, by all means, give us a call in, or you can call in on 001-347-327-9694. So give us a call in, and uh, by all means, we'll chat with if your problems, if you'd like to have a reading, or maybe we can fetch in a bit of both. If you've got a problem, maybe we can help you, and then also um, pick up a reading with you as well. Um, I just want to also mention, for those people that have been following the story about the kittens, um, they're all doing very well. Um, I know some people have been inboxing me and asking me how they're doing. The five-week-old, six-week-old little kitten that um, had his little blocked-up eyes and could hardly open them, and was, I was worrying if I, he was going to last through the night, I would just like to say, is now my little buddy that sits by the laptop when I'm on this show and literally purrs his little head off. And um, just have a little listen to this. It doesn't. He's getting quite famous, is this little one? Hold on. I just think it's so cute, bless him. After all that he's been through, and now he's getting loads and loads better. So, um, if anybody wants to give us a call in, three four seven three two seven nine six nine four. That's three two oh gosh three four seven three two seven nine six nine four. Um, by all means, give us a call in. Um, Serena, if hi to you, hi to William, Rhiannon, Max, Debs, Bill. Hope you're all okay. To the guest two eight nine eight. If you'd like to sign into Blog Talk Radio, that's where we can literally get you onto the chat. Um, come and have a word of us there. Um, Right, let's see if we can get some callers in. We need to do some readings. We need to do some chats about your problems. 
whatever it may be, give us a call in, 347-327-9694. I think it may be that I might have to get in touch with Blog Talk Radio because it's very quiet, and I really did think there'd be a lot more to this. So if anybody wants to give us a call in, let me see if um, we can get some more people in. Just to recap on the petition that we've got, um, it's for me to get onto the Ask so again, Ask Sue to get onto Loose Women Show. Um, so if anybody wants to join in onto that, please go to the Ask Sue Show group, and there's links for that as well. Um, and it has been onto the chat already, so by all means, everybody needs to join there. Um, hi to Serena. She's saying it's 4:30 in the afternoon. Um, what's the weather? Um, do you know what it's funny? Because just but what's the weather like? So, yes, if anybody wants to do a literal um, weather update of where you live, by all means, give, let's do a quick quick shout-out to where you live and what the weather's like at the moment. So, um, at the moment, it's quite dark here, to say the least, and it's cold. Um, Serena's put, not cold, just right. Rihanna's put, wet here in Telford. Bill's put, dark and wet in Shropshire, UK. Serena's put the biggest full moon. Oh, lovely. Um, Belfast, dark, wet and cold. Yes. It's feeling a bit like that here, I can honestly tell you. So, But it's okay because I've got my cup of tea to hand, so it's okay. That's not so bad. If you've got a cup of tea, it always answers all of your problems, doesn't it, to say the least. So... Um, I'm just uh, literally going to have a look on the Ask Sue show to literally um, have a read of what's going on. Give you an update as well on everywhere. Um, whatever the problems may be. I need to tell you, obviously, that we've got to save Memphis, which is obviously a very big, big problem at the end of the day. Um, we've got, you know, before now we've had people on the show that, you know, like we had Sherry, for instance. Poor Sherry, she um, lost her son to, he committed suicide. And we set up a group for her, and we literally um, just set up this group, and we had people added that had been in the same sort of problem and everything. And the response was amazing. And she is such an amazing, amazing lady, do you know what I mean? So anybody that uh, wants to join, we will put the list up for that um, the link up for that later on as well. So if everybody wants to help with that, that would be absolute fantastic. Um, sorry, I'm just reading at the moment. Um, 18 minutes ago, Jodie Breeze has but please can anybody help? Coral's daughter April has been taken. Last account was of her being put in a van. If anyone sees a white cream small van, please can they call the police as they are around Mc McNellis. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. And it says searching for her. Please share. Um, there has been... Um, I'll just share the link anyway. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, everybody just share it over Facebook. You never know who might know or whatever. Please just share it. Um, I've just literally just seen that. So um, this is the thing. It, it literally could be anybody, anytime. And you just look at, at that young girl, and I just think, oh, my goodness, you know, 
It doesn't even bear to think about what that poor family must be going through right at this minute. I, I can't even put it into perspective what she must be going through. So everybody, just please, please share. Um, I'm just going to share it onto my status. So if anybody has got anything else they want to um, add to that, or if you want to share it from my status, by all means you can do. I've just put that straight on there now. Um, hi to Nicole Scott. Um, She's put, sorry, Sue, I had trouble getting on, but I'm listening now. Australia, 6.30 a.m., cold, you, cold, and love you. <laughs> oh, do you know, Nicole's got, I think, has got to be one of the top fans of the Asu show. She stays up to listen to the show, even at a, that random o'clock in the morning. So a massive, massive big hello to Nicole. Hope you're all okay in Australia. And uh, send a little bit of that heat love, because we really, really could do with it, to say the least. So I um, hope everybody's all okay down under, as they say. So um, also, if anybody, if anybody wants to ring in and they obviously want to sh stay anonymous, they can do. I will not be announcing names if you do not want to be announced on the show. So if you want to give us a call in, 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Um, just a small thing as well. If anybody knows anything about um, transporting of dogs from Ireland to the UK, please give, could you give me an email on asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. We have an issue at the moment where I'm wanting to get a dog from Ireland to the UK. Um, and if you know if they, um, how we can get them back on, um, the, uh, obviously on the boat, or maybe you know somebody that's coming from Ireland to the UK in the next few weeks or whenever, by all means, give us a shout. Just give us an email on asksueshow at gmail.com. Other than that, we could be getting a van to go over there and get them. But either way, you know, we need your help. So if you know anybody who's getting a van that's coming over from Ireland to the UK in the next few weeks, give me an email, asksueshow at gmail.com. Um, let me just see where else we're at here. If anybody wants to give us a call in, 347-327-9694, um, and we'll see how we go. I must admit that if uh, we can't get these phone lines sorted, we will be um, having to cut the show short, which is very annoying to say the least, but it's just one of those things that I've, I've just got no control over. Um, but I will be speaking to Vlog Talk Radio if that is the case. Um, if anybody's got any questions in um, the chat, by all means, um, you know, give us a shout out on there. Um, and also, if anybody would like to have a look at Universal Psychic Readings, um, please, by all means, go and have a look. This is where they're doing readings at the moment um, for $12.99. That's angel readings as well and all sorts. Tarot readings, um, absolutely amazing. And that's Universal Psychic Readings. Um, they have actually um, sponsored the show before now, uh, which reminds me I must be asking him if he'll do it again. Uh, so hopefully this will help. Um, so by all means, give, 
just give them a shout. Uh, you can have email, Skype, or whatever you want. We can sort that out for you. It's not a problem. Um, let me just put this on the chat, even though I just inboxed it to the right, wrong person, but never mind. Oh, dear, it's going to be one of those nights tonight, I think. So, um, and there is feedback all on the page everywhere, so just go and have a look, because at the end of the day, it's good to have one that's recommended, rather than just picking somebody that is literally random off Facebook or wherever. This person is recommended by Asu, has had some fantastic readings by Asu, by, um, for me as well, um, even to the dates and all sorts. So by all means, let me know how you get on. Only twelve ninety nine a reading as well, which is brilliant value, especially when you're getting them recommended. Um, let me just see. I've got a message from... Um, and I'd just like to say that Nicole has just said to me, um, who calls me an English rose. Okay, Petal. Bless her. Oh, she's a star. All the way from Australia at 6.30 in the morning, just so she can listen to the Asu show. If that is not somebody who really does love the show, I don't know what is. So a massive hello to Nicole. Um, and she has put on there, Universal Psychic Readings is spot on. See, even from Australia, that's how far he's got. So if you want to reading tonight, uh, you can also go on there or give us a call into the show. Um, and we will be having Sean coming onto the show very, very soon. So um, by all means, keep updated by going to the Ask Sue Show group, and it will tell you on there exactly who's coming on the show in the near future. Tomorrow night, we will be having Howard Ipstein, who we have got some um, guests calling into the show as well that we'll be talking about dogs, about cruelty, um, and all sorts. So by all means, um, give us a shout on the Ask Sue Show group on Facebook. Um, it's getting very, very quiet here. So quiet, it, it's like as if I can hear a pin drop. So um, so for that reason, we'll, we'll have to have another song. And we will have um, a bit of a family song. You'll see what I mean very soon.
Hi, and welcome back to the Ask Sue show. Hope everybody's all okay. Let's do a quick shout-out to everybody that's in the chat room. Uh, we've got Bill, we've got Brenda, Debs, Max, Rhiannon, and William. And we've also got Serena, who's joined us in the studio. Hi, Serena, how are you doing? Hi, how are you doing, everybody? Hi. Now, obviously, I was just talking to you during the break. Go on, tell them how lovely it is, where you are, and where you're from. Oh, it is so beautiful, guys. It's nice and not cold, not hot, just right. The moon is so big and so bright. I've never seen the moon so big. It's so beautiful. It shined right into my bedroom last night. Um, it is. It's just. It's just wonderful. I, I can't complain about it at all. But I really do believe we're going to get hit with a nice winter this year, though. We've got away with it for a couple of years, but I don't think we're getting away with it this year. Yeah, this is the trouble. The seasons have changed so much, haven't they? Oh, yes, they do. They're, I mean, um, we didn't have – I don't even think – I think we just had sprinkle of snow last year. And, um, well, I'm, I'm near Philadelphia, you guys, so um, by New York. If you know where New York is, I'm like an hour away. Um, so we didn't have much snow at all. I didn't even have to shovel last year. But I really think, and with my bad knees, I hope the good Lord gets me strong. to get out there to shovel my sidewalks <laughs> this year. Because you young kids want a lot of money today. Shovel <laughs> 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 a sidewalk. <laughs> oh, bless you. So, so have you ever been over to the U.K., Serena? No, I haven't, but I would love to go over there. I watched this um, show called Luther. It comes out of the U.K. Um, he's a, a police officer. I love the show. And then I just, my daughter just turned me on because I always tell I have a bunch of friends over in the U.K. And I love how you laugh and talk, you know, it's beautiful. <laughs> and um, she showed me the show, ER, how uh, you guys work in your ER. Amazing. It's amazing how fast you guys go. I wish our hospital would move that fast <laughs> over here. They'll put you in a cubicle and forget about you for hours. <laughs> That's the NHS here, love. <laughs> it was, um, if you I ever come over to the UK. She's doing good. I'm glad she's doing good and got a job. i just been looking for a job. Yeah. I hope I'll find one soon. Um, I got one for a couple hours for Christmas is around the corner. And I just feel like, you know, Christmas, Christmas is my favorite year. Yeah. You know, I love the yeah, see, the, the trouble is that we've. Did you say Christmas then? Excuse me. Sorry, did you mention Christmas then? Yeah, I love I love Christmas. It's coming up, and I just love the beautiful lights and uh, just the oh, atmosphere. Yeah. So yeah, but do you know what? Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. My Christmases has never been the same since I lost my nan. But now I've got my children. Obviously, it's an amazing time for the kids and everything. But what on earth is this starting about Christmas in July, all about August? Every year it seems to get a month sooner. What are we going to be I doing? Know. Are we going to be Christmas shopping in January, February, March, April, May? Are we? Not, you know, why don't they just leave the lights up all year then if we're going to start in July? I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, my sister was just talking about it. I said, you know, they had they bring out this stuff. I didn't know when I was a, a kid. Um... It, it made it more fun because, like, Halloween was Halloween, you know, Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving. And, and like you said, they bring it out too early that you just get, you know, you know, you just you get frustrated because it's just, like, not the 
spiritual thing that to, to, to go on. I mean, like, oh, we couldn't wait till like, you know, um, November, the end of November, and, you know, we went Christmas shopping, the trees went up. But they have the trees, like you said, sometimes I went past, I'm not lying, so I went past somebody's house, and they have a Christmas tree still up in their house as of we speak now. I don't know why they have it up. I, no you know, way. I think maybe somebody passed away and they're just afraid to take it down or, you know, some, yeah, but it's still up. It's still got lights on it. I'm like, wow. You know, they just they want to put it back I'm in not the being room. funny. If it's still up now, love, it must have took root in their living room. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's an artificial one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, I've seen um, a movie where a lady wouldn't take her Christmas tree down because her son died. You know, when my brother passed away um, right after Thanksgiving, my sister don't celebrate Christmas no more either. And like I told her, I said, you know, that's what he would want us to do is celebrate, you know, especially when you have kids, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I just think, you know, like our loved ones are with us, and I think that's what they will want us to do, you know, not to shut holidays Yeah, off, I agree know? with that totally. I lost my daughter just before Christmas um, in 1996, and I can honestly say it was heart-wrenching, to say the least, because it was literally I came back from the hospital to be greeted by congratulations cards, Christmas cards, and sympathy cards. And that was just something else. And I do have a bit of a downtime just before Christmas when I literally, I wouldn't say switch off, but I just have a bit, a couple of days of my own time. My mates just know to leave me be. Do you know what I mean? I just have a bit of a switch off time and, you know, I don't think that'll be happening this year. Now I've got the Asu show on board as massive as it is. I think it'll be just um, an Asu two-day um, celebration time rather than sit there and be quiet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I can sort of... The, the thing is, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people, actually, only the other day, and they said they don't celebrate Christmas either. And I said, what started that off? And they said, it's got too big, it's too much, and the more you want, the more you get, the more you want. True, true. That I agree. And, and, and they said, you know, at the end of the day, why can't we buy presents for each other all year round? Why does it have to be just one particular time? And let's face it, even everybody's kids now, it's all, they want a laptop. They want top-of-the-range phone. They want, you know, top-of-the-range games. And each year it's a different game. And oh, yeah. it's, it's just a case of beating, you know, your neighbours or whatever, isn't it? It's the whole meaning has just gone totally. Mm-hmm. I know, and you know, like, and and and, and I don't know, like you said, kids are just into them expensive games. I mean, I love getting in my car and riding around and looking at the beautiful lights, and you know, oh, that's um, true. You know, it's just so beautiful. Just you know, like that's what I love about Christmas. I mean, you, you, the gifts are one thing, but just to go out and with your family and drive around and look at the lights and. And, and sit and talk and, you know, just the smell of the pine trees and stuff like that. You know, you don't get that all year round, but it's just, just wonderful. But like you said, a lot of people just ain't into it the way it was when I was growing up. I mean, we just enjoyed it so much. You know, my bird is trying to say hi to you, too. She said, I like Christmas. <laughs> what bird and, um, have you got? As an African Grey, uh, she called me Little Bit. I don't know where she picked up the name Little Bit from, but I, I walked past her cadence to say Little Bit, Little Bit. I'm like, my name is not Little Bit. <laughs> 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 and my wife, 
wonder why she's called me little bit. <laughs> Do you know what? What's that song? Um, well, I leave the radio on for her when I go out, and maybe she heard it on it, but every time if I walk past, she'll, she's quiet, and if I just walk past the cage and say, little bit, little bit. <laughs> I'm a little bit today. <laughs> I had an African grey myself, and oh my goodness, isn't it amazing how they talk? Oh They're my so goodness. clear. I can wake up in a strange mood, or uh, I can have my feelings hurt or something, and I can just walk past her and she'll say something that'll make me laugh, you know, and, and I forget exactly what I'm mad about. You know, yeah, they're wonderful to have. I mean, if I knew I was going to have, because I just recently got divorced about four years ago, and, and I mean, she has lit up my life, so I mean, I mean, she messes with my dogs when they go by. She'll say, Chewy, Chewy, you want to go out? And she'll run to the back door just to go out. I'm like, I'm not taking you out. It's the bird telling you to go out. <laughs> it's like things like that makes you laugh all the time. You know, exactly. I recommend a bird for everybody. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I can remember with mine that obviously I've always got the kettle on at my house. You know, if anybody comes around, the, the first things first, it's not allowed. It's, oh, kettle's on. So, and it was funny because my um, Joe, we used to call him, we used to, he, as soon as he heard the flick of the kettle, he'd say, cup of tea, Joe, cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just so funny. And he'd, and he'd, shout, he'd shout the dog in uh, and literally in my tone, which is, which Sean will tell you is quite a tone, to say the least, because he's heard me shouting the dogs in when I've been on the phone, and um, just took it off so, so well. But the only trouble was it ended up, now the vet said it wasn't, it was, it was like it was like some sort of like cancer or something with within African greys. I'm not sure. I mean, they said they would do a, a post-mortem on him and everything, but it was costing me a lot of money, but... And he died really young because they do last a long, long time. And I've always said, if ever I heard one that one that needed a rehoming, because let's face it, a lot of them, people have them from you know younger. But if they pass, you know, you have an older person that passes away, the, the birds obviously left, and they are a one-person bird, aren't they? Um, yeah, I like like if like you said, they are one-person bird, but. Like my daughter that comes in and my grandkids come in, she'll talk to them and, 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 you know, play with them and stuff like that. You know, and I want them, like they say, you know, for you to let them interact with a lot of people because, God forbid, if something did happen to me, she would have to go. But it wouldn't take long before she would interact with me. Now, I can pick her up and actually hug her by my neck. Um, yeah. You know, um, she lays in bed with me and stuff. Now she doesn't do that with my daughter. She bites my daughter, so she'll never be able to. <laughs> See, get this is what I mean. Like Joe was exactly the same. I could do anything with him. I could stretch his wings out. I could tip him upside down. It wouldn't bother him in the slightest. But I can always. Why is it when you say to people, "Don't put your fingers in the cage," what's the first thing they do? Yeah. Put the fingers in the cage. I, it's it's I like they just have to check it out, don't they? I just think they want to see just how dangerous the bird could be. Because I've done that myself. I went into a store and a sign as big as could be, it says, do not stick your fingers in the cage. But what did I have to do, Sue? I had to stick my finger in the cage. And he was letting me rub his head. I just turned my head for a split second to see where the the owner was. And that bird hit me so hard, I thought he took my finger off. I said, I'm never going to I don't know why we 
we do that as humans? I, I think, you know, it's something in our brain that says, go ahead, Selmy, try. Just try. Just once, you know? Yeah. Well, my, my brother's mate came round the one day, and he said, oh, have you got an African grey? I said, yeah, have a look. Please don't put your fingers in, though, because he will bite. It's, he's all about me. Do you know what I mean? He said, oh, yeah, my brother had one of these, and he was going on and on. Anyway, it was funny, because I, of course, put the kettle on. I was making a drink, and I went back to him, and the next thing I could see blood dripping. And I said, oh, your finger's bleeding. And he said, oh, goodness, yeah. I said, well, did you put your finger in? He went, no. And I thought, you stupid prat. I told you not to put your finger in. And he literally literally got both sides of his finger and literally bit it that hard. It looked like he'd had it in a vice. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, well, you'll learn. You were told. Don't do it. Do you know what I mean? It was, oh, it's crazy. Absolutely. And, you know, they, funny. Pick up, they mimic anybody's voice, though, you know, like anybody's voice, a man, a woman. But I have to tell you this story. Um, last summer, um, I needed this tree cut down, and, and I lived by a railroad bank, and these guys were over there, stuff that was taking them down. So I asked the gentleman, I'm like, Jeff, can you please take this tree down for me? I'll give you a couple of hours. And he goes, oh, no, don't you have a husband? I'm like, no, I don't. And my bird is sitting by the window now, okay, and not even thinking about it. And I went around back to get the trash, you know, bag and, and the broom. And and I came back, and the guy was really mean. And he goes, I thought I thought you said you didn't have a husband. I'm like, I don't. He goes, then why why is your husband going to tell him Chewy to go out to the bathroom? I'm like, what? I said, I have no man in my house. What are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, I just heard a man say, Chewy, do you want to go out? I'm like, you silly nut. It's my bird. Look in the window. You can see it. And the bird was there. <laughs> When the man looks in the window, he goes, you dumbass. <laughs> I'm like, ah, don't say that, honey. You know, because they pick up anything. They're like little kids. You really got to watch what you say around them. And, yes, you know, definitely. Like, up, you know, like like when we had to spell words, for instance. And um, they'll pick up the curse words right off the bat, you know. And that's yes. the way she is. Like, I'll teach her how to say one, two, three. She'll do that. I'm trying to teach her to say one plus one equals two. She won't do it. She'll just squeak at me. Um, but if my son, he has a foul mouth when he comes here. When um, he'll slip out, and it seems like when I tell him, "Please watch your mouth, PJ," when you come in, and he'll just go over there and whisper something to her, and she'll say it. You know, but yes. she'll say it when like my mom is here or something. Like you don't want her. And it's so embarrassing, you know. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to spell stuff, and my daughter's still watching. She's gonna start spelling. I'm like, well, that's a good thing. She'll start spelling. <laughs> Yeah, you know. and do you know what? Don't they take off the phone well as well? Oh yeah, when the phone, yeah, well she had me a couple times. She sounded just like my phone, and when I was out the door, I would <laughs> the phone would start ringing. I would run back in, and she'd say hello, hello. I'm like, oh come on, I have to go. You first of all, I'm the rush. They pick up little silly things like that. You know, I love animals, and people don't understand so. And I love the program you got going on with the animals because you know it's a shame with what they go through because I don't care. What kind? I mean, I have five chihuahuas and two Pomeranians and African Grey. I used to work at a rescue over in New Jersey for my divorce. And some of the animals I've seen, like Chewy, I got him. His eyes were still shut when I got him. It, it's heartbreaking because no matter what, they'll still love you. You can yell at them. You can holler at them. You can, you know, they'll greet you at their door no matter what. Even the vicious people, what they do to these animals, the, the animals will sit there and still love them. And it's awful because... They don't know that they get unconditional love from your, your animals, you know, and, I mean, you just got to embrace them. I went through a lot, like I said, I just went through a divorce, and if it wasn't for my bird and my animal, my dogs, and working with them, 
to, I think I would have lost my mind. I was in severe yeah. depression. It lifted up a lot of depression from, from me, you know, and, 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 you know, it doesn't take everything away, you know, your problems away, but it does help in a big way, you know. And, yeah. And, yeah. and these guys depend on us so dearly, you know. Like Lennox, I mean, my heart went out. I cried for a couple of days, and I stopped listening to your show for a while because it broke my heart, you know. Like, I mean, I'm getting emotional now. I mean, people just don't realize the love that your animals give back, you know, and, yeah. and we take it for granted. You know, I think we're the only animals on this planet that take life for granted, our friendship for granted. You know, if we can love, like, these animals, and I'm talking about all animals on the planet, I think this world be a lot better. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I went and rescued these 11 cats, and people say to me, why did you rescue them for? I said, because, you know, at the end of the day, they're breeding, and they're breeding, and they're breeding, mm-hmm. and it's just ridiculous. So I literally took them so that I could get them spayed and neutered. Two of them are going back to this gentleman, and then the rest were going to rehome. Although I may admit to the fact that the little five-week-old that's sitting on my knee that's now... <laughs> clawing my finger and biting my finger playing that didn't play or anything before but's now decided it's quite fun to do this um is is quite um getting into my heart let's just say and he's such a cutie that he can sit in my hands but he's he's starting to grow now he's, he's starting to get a bit of meat on him bless him so um oh but oh just so cute and the thing is with animals they're so forgiving mm-hmm do you mean look? I look at Patrick Miracle, you know that beautiful, beautiful dog. I mean, chucked down a garbage chute, and now look at him. Mm-hmm. You know, totally moved on, if you like, forgive and forget. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure he's forgiven, but you know, but he's you know moved on from it. And I just look at like this little kitten. It was only not that long ago that he'd got caked up eyes. He could hardly see, and he looked so poorly that the one night I didn't know if he was going to survive through the night. Now it, he's saying thank you very much by biting my fingers and clawing my claw fingers. <laughs> um, are you going to keep him? Well, this one's sort of falling, you know, <laughs> might have to stay. <laughs> I, I, I just, um, about a year ago, I went to the car wash and I seen that somebody had put a kettle um, with six kitties in it and a mommy and blocked it at the dumpster so she couldn't even get out. And and it was dark time. I, I don't know why I went in there, but my daughter told me, Mom, are they moving? And I'm like, Oh my God! Now how could do that? The person can't get out and feed her little baby. So I called her Lizzie and her six kitties, and I took her to the SPCA. Um, I'm not a uh, a cat person, you know. I don't have cats myself, but I would never hurt them or anything. So I called her Lizzie and her six kitties, and here they had somebody come in and she fostered them and and got rid of them. But they do—they multiply so fast, Sue. I mean, like I think every three oh, months yeah. they gain heat. Yeah. And, um, well, I find, I did find out that apparently they can have kittens, and literally within weeks they can be back pregnant again. Yeah, but you know what? You the mean, and I know it costs a lot of money, but I know where I was working at right before my job moved. Um, there was a bunch of kitties up there, and a man came up and fed them, and he wasn't like a little right up in his head, but he was uh, his heart was totally into them, and I felt bad. But this woman was coming up, trapping him. But he got nervous, and he told me, he goes, oh, she's going to take him and kill him. I'm like, well, I'll find out, sir, what's going on. 
And yes, what she was doing was taking them to the Humane Society, and they were fixing them and then setting them free back in, but he didn't understand that. And yeah. um, he thought the lady was going to kill him. And I explained to him he was happy to know that they came back. But the only way the Humane Society will fix them and um, save them is if they're straight. I mean, it should help everybody. Because a lot of people, nowadays, the, the way the economy is, they can't afford to get their animals fixed. That they should have some kind of thing yeah. for people to get it done for free, you know? Well, to be honest, this is where I'm actually um, lucky because I've actually got a contact with the Shropshire Cat Rescue, and they've actually said to me that they will get help me to get the cats neutered and spayed and everything because obviously we've got the four little baby kittens that are literally just over two weeks old, and so obviously we've got to get them done in time B as well. But, like, I'll be rehoming the kittens, but it will be either people I know or whatever, but it will be on the condition that they have them done. I just don't like the thought of them going and being breeding machines themselves as well you know this is the trouble we've got so many dogs that are having pups every day we've got so many cats mm-hmm. that are having kittens every day and this problem's only going to get bigger and bigger until we start saying we've got to sort out the spay and the neutering of all of these animals last year i talked to the young lady i used to work with over in new jersey for rescue and she told me last year ten thousand dogs were put down last year because they're, like, they're populating, you know, and, and people don't understand that. And this is what the thing is. You, you take your kids into a, a pet store or whatever, which I wouldn't agree to take your kids into any pet store. They should be shut down if you know what they do behind the doors, you know. Um, yeah. But um, they think they're cute little puppies, and then when they become adults, this is how I wind up with all my guys, you know. Thank God the chihuahuas and they're small because I tell everybody, you know, if you push them together, i got one medium dog. But, I mean, they take a lot of care. I mean, i got to take certain ones out because I have one that's only two pounds. Um, you know, and, and the other guys, they bogart her, you know, because she's so tiny. So i got to take her I take her out one door. I take the other ones out. There's a lot of care. A lot of people just get tired when they're not that cute little puppy anymore. Like, okay, let's just take down a room and dump it, and that's not right. You know, and, and they don't realize when they get put up and nobody wants to adopt them or they think they're too aggressive, they put them down. They don't even try to help them. You know, like my chippy. He was just a baby, yeah. but he was still aggressive. Like when I brought him home, like his eyes were still shut, but he crowded everything. He was a little competition going on, but I'll tell you what, he's the sweetest guy now. He's four years old, and he only got a problem when people have hoodies on. Like, I don't know if he thinks they're gangsters or what, but he'll growl. You know, yep. but, and he loves women. I mean, He's not too crazy about men, but if a woman comes up, she just wants to lick you to death, and, you know, and everybody <laughs> loves him because he's got that big fur, you know. He looks like a, and he's so fat now that I haven't fixed, you know. But yeah. I, you know, yeah. what they need to do is, you know, when you, you adopt a puppy or rescue, I know over here they do it. Like, before you rescue, they make you um, spade the animal or they'll spade it before you take it home, you know, and I think that's what they should do with everybody, you know, even in, in the pet exactly. You know, yeah. because they don't realize, you know, they keep having puppies. Yeah, they're cute, but that cuteness goes away, and then the real life falls in, and they don't want, you know, they want, they don't want no responsibility at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, I, it's, it's just, I just feel so bad. You know that I loved working there, Sue, but I had to get out of there because sometimes I would go home and cry my eyes out, like to see some of them come in that door and. 
you know, one dog came in one time. I don't know if somebody poured grease on him or what, but his whole back end was oh, so Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it just is, terrible. You know? Do you know what? I could, it was so funny because I remember when we were going to um, look, this is going back some years, um, and it was when my daughter was very young, and I wanted to have a dog, and I said, I want to go and rescue one. Do you mean? And we went up to the kennels, and I spoke to the lady, and I said to her, I've come to look for a dog. And she said, oh, what sort of dog? I said, I don't really know. She went, right. And she said, is there anything in particular? I said, no. I said, it's whichever one chooses me. And she said, I beg your pardon? I said, he'll just choose me. I'm not, you know, I might go home with one today or I might not, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, my cousin came up with me and she said, I am not going to have a dog, okay? I'm I'm just coming with you. I'm just coming for the ride. I'm not having a dog. I said, yeah, okay. She went, honestly, I mean it. She went, I'm just coming. I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to look. I'm just coming with you just for the ride. Yep, yeah, okay. She got two pens down. And that was as far as she got. She literally looked into this kennel. And sitting at the back of this kennel was um, a whippet cross. And she just literally fell in love. Now, this dog hadn't moved the whole time, apparently, until we got there, until this dog saw Debbie. And she literally came straight up to the bars and was licking her. She said, could you get him out for me, please? And I went, <clears throat> and she just went, I know, I'm just looking. Anyway, they got him out, and they said, oh, he's not um, up for adoption yet. And she said, oh, why not? She said, because somebody went and slashed him across the throat with a, a Stanley knife and then went and put a burning hot stick up his bottom. Oh, my goodness. And she said, I don't care what you say about he's not up for adoption. I want him. And they said, but you can't have him because he's, it's going to the RSPCA. He's going to, you know, obviously it's going to court and everything. She said, I don't care what you say. I don't want him in these kennels. She said, because he's gone through enough, I want to take him home. And they said, but that's impossible. You can't take him home today. She said, okay, I'm willing to wait three days, but no more than that. And she, they said, well, we can't really unless... You know, of course, something happens with the courts. Then, obviously, she said, well, what are you waiting for? She went, get on the phone and sort it out. She said, because I can't leave him here. She went, with a story like that, let's just say, cutting a long story short, three days later, he ended up at her house. Um, three weeks later, she wanted to kill him herself because he literally shredded the whole of the kitchen, as in pulled the blinds down, cleared her worktops, chewed every single kitchen door in the whole of the house, um, literally chewed the stools, um, everything, but she still had him till he was about 12, 13 year old. Aww. And and he was literally under two year old at that time. And Does I think mean? what he was doing was, you know, maybe the family that had him before Sue uh, did some things to him because he did what he did. But I think he was just testing her to see, you know, how much do you love me, you know, and I'm going to do this because I had a dog one time my daughter found. Um, she's a grown woman now, but um, when she was 12, and he looked like a, a little bear. We wanted to call him a bear, but he ate the whole side of my love seat. I'm like, oh, my God. I had just got it like a month ago, and I'm like, oh, my God, where's the dog? I'm going to kill it. I she didn't take the dog out at that moment. I think I would have killed his little butt, you know, and, I think he was wherever she found him out of what I think he was going to something because when he realized, oh, I didn't get hit or whatever, and 
I mean, he must be right after that, you know. I mean, he chews shoes or whatever like that, you know, but I, I just think they put us through a test sometimes, too. You know, like exactly. How, it, the, you know do you know what the trouble get, you know, was with it? Put us through <laughs> yeah. The trouble is that he absolutely loved my cousin to bits. He literally hated her even stepping out the door. And anywhere that she was, he was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if she was home... Everywhere. Yeah. But soon as... if she, You know, obviously, sometimes she had to go out and she left him in the kitchen... And I'm not joking, we walked back in this kitchen the one day, at this first time he did it, and she went, oh, my God. And I went, what? And I opened the door a bit further and went, I'm sorry, I am actually speechless. And he'd literally cleared everything. He, he was literally had been in the kitchen window. He'd climbed up on the worktops, literally cleared everything. The, everything in the windows, the, the blinds, everything had gone. You've never seen anything like it in your life. I mean, it took some doing, but he ended up being a beautiful, beautiful dog. And all I can say to people is it's how they've been treated. It doesn't matter what they look like or what breed they are, if they're pit bull type or whatever. It's how humans brought them. You know, because at the end of the day, you look at every single pup. And in any single of them pups, does anybody say at two weeks old that that pup is going to be nasty? No, it's not going to be nasty. It's how it was brought up. That's right. That's right. And that's how the pit bulls got a bad name because people made them, you know, because the way they look uh, will make them fighter dogs. And, you know, um, you know, just like, you know, cockfighting years ago in the 60s and stuff like that, you know, like they used to just do that for money, and this is what they do with the pit bulls. They, they make them fight for money, and they get so vicious and, and, and stuff that they they can't help themselves, you know. I just read a story, um, I think the, girl, the young lady lived in uh, Texas, and she adopted, um, well, she helped with a lot of strays, and here wind up that it wasn't a pit bull, it was um, German Shepherd and another, I think it was Labrador and something else mixed. But they wind up turning on her and ate her. You know, now they're they're scared that people ain't going to go rescue animals because of that. But, you know, and I'm not saying I'm glad that it wasn't the pit bull because it was a pit bull in the house and how they knew that the pit bull didn't do anything. It was hiding too and, I guess, to beat up the pit bull. But they, these animals are so beautiful. When I worked at the rescue, I mean, they were just more lovable than the other guys. And I just think that when people put them out there to fight like that, that they have no other, you know, supposed to do that. And some of them, you know, like like a, a fighter, for instance, like um, you get so many blows to your head or whatever, it causes brain damage somehow. And I think by over time, period times of these dogs fighting, and the reason why they counteract and, and go after people or whatever, I just think there's so much damage to their head because I think the owners, if they lost the fight, we don't know what the owners did to them when they took them home. You know, yeah. and, and they, they could have caused damage to them. You know, and it's a shame. But these dogs are very lovable, and, like, I can turn my Pomeranian to a vicious dog. You know, all you do is sit there and feed them blood or whatever and teach them. You, you, they can be vicious, you know, and it's just a shame that yeah. people take these animals and just want to see them fight each other. You know, I don't even know what they get out of it, you know. Some money, go get a job. Yeah, they don't need their little souls. I mean, they don't realize how to lay in bed at nighttime, feeling pain, and they don't, they can't take a pain pill or something, you know. And and it's just it's just horrible, you know. And 
they get yep, bronchitis exactly. and everything like us. Like, because when I worked at the the rescue thing, I mean, I used to have to give them, animal, you know, breathing treatments for bronchitis and stuff, you know. And, and I didn't even know that animals, I mean, I was ignorant to the fact that, you know, hey, these guys get sick like we do. You know, they were taking, because um, when the lady gave me the medicine, I'm like, I, I take this one, I have bronchitis. And she was, well, those get bronchitis too. And I'm like, God, how ignorant I am. I didn't even realize that animals get sick like we do, you know. It's just people look at them just like animals, so, so what, you know. But they do, they have pain and they get sick, they get a cough, they get a runny nose, just like we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've just got to very quickly mention Nicole, who's, inboxing me on Facebook, bless her, because she's having a few problems getting onto Blog Talk Radio. Um, and she's just reminded me that the protest for Memphis will be starting shortly. She said that we need to have a cat show one day, please. So we'll have to do that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm just trying to look. My son is 20 one week before Christmas, and she said sorry about me losing my daughter. Um, she put the uh, auntie's bird thinks it's a cat. It meows like a cat. <laughs> um, and she was saying before the cat, my kitten had actually snuggled up in my neck, so people could actually hear the cat purring, which is quite funny. And she wants, and she's actually put bless that lady, meaning you. And she was saying it's lovely to hear what you know your conversation. And she said that also her mum went to look for a senior cat, and the cat chose her. So they went home with two senior cats. Oh, God bless her. Exactly. It's it's funny, isn't it? This is the thing. I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? I mean, I I keep saying I can't have anything else. Can't have anything else now. Do you know what I mean? And, and then something else appears, and it's just. I always say that animals find me. I don't need to find animals. Well, you sound like me, Sue. I mean, that's what people tell me. You know, why are you with all these animals? They chose me, first of all. Like you said, they picked their owners. And and I wouldn't have changed, exchanged them for nothing in the world. I mean, each of them got a different personality. I, I like, the bird talks. Um, my my Suki, you know, she's, she, I call her the alpha bee of the house. You know, cause she tries to bully everybody. She's a big bully. And since she got fixed, I mean, she's why well, I call her a big bully. She's a, I mean, she's a chihuahua. I only supposed to weigh six pounds, and I just had her at the vet not too long ago. She's 25 pounds. She's a big bully. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she, she's so fat that she thinks she can bully everybody now, you know. And um, yeah. when I walk past the room or something, I'm like, you know, so if you get in your crate, because she always tries to pick on my demi, and and she'll get in there, but she'll go, uh-uh. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think I think how she picked it up is when they used to, they sleep with me too, and she tries to get started in the bed, and I'm like, mm 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 mm, and late at night, you know, I don't know how. To, and um, here she learned how to say mm mm, so they do try to talk, you know, and they they're just amazing, you know, and and um, my ex husband has a cat, and I think that cat thinks he's a dog. You know, they say he gets in the window and he growls and stuff. I'm like, what? For real? And they go like, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's amazing that he thinks he's a dog. You know, but he hears the pit bulls next door, story, I guess, growl and bark. And, you know, he can't get the bark down, but he can get that growl down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, well, the thing, wonderful. yeah, it's like with me, we've, we had the, uh, we've got a Rottweiler. And she's called Miracle. And we actually had her at 14 weeks old. And she came to us in the hell of a mess, to say the least. And now she's beautiful. I mean, she's so good with the kids. She guards the house. I mean, she's still the guard dog to a degree. But she's just 
the biggest, softest and daftest thing you'd ever seen. When you've, you know, there's pictures on Facebook that I've got um, kittens literally lying within her legs. <laughs> you know, and they say Rottweilers are nasty. Well, not all of them are. No, and the no, ones that are, it's because humans have actually made them that way. That's right. They treated them like that, you know, bullied them, and they think that, you know, and I even the dogs that I've seen come in and they said, you know, because they got to test them to see if they're adoptable, you know, with the, you know, fake hand and stuff like that. And, and I would just, I, you know, i gotten bitten twice. I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't get bit. I did get bit in my butt one time from a German Shepherd, and I got my <laughs> hand a couple times. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I got bit by my own dog, and this is what I told the lady because I was so embarrassed. And she goes, see, I told you not to do that. And I'm like, well, you know what? I, that fake hand is just not, you know, I, I want them to have human things. I mean, it's a little intimidating, you know. And But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just one that loves to have, um, what word am I looking for, like um, competition with them, you know, to see. Because I think if they think that, okay, this human is interacting with me, so she must not be too scared of me, so I'm going to back down a little bit, you know. So them intimidating me, but I, I yeah. went into mine, and I'll tell you what: a couple of them they wanted to put down. They wind up letting me work with them and take them home, and I brought them around my guys. And I had to keep them separated for a while, but after like a week or two, you know, getting in, I mean, I would have to stand there with them because they look, you know, when I'm standing at the back door, they look like if I happen to walk away, they'll start something, you know, and like. Like little kids, you got to be out on the school field with them, you know, because yeah, yeah. they're going to try something, you know. And I, I just think, you know, I interact with them, and like, I, I just, I don't know. I just think people have to take a lot of time and look at them. But like I said earlier, you know, some people just think they're animals and they have no feeling, no heart, no nothing, so they treat them like animals. But they look at them yeah. like little people, or even big yeah. people. I mean, they will get um. Um, uh, last year, a German Shepherd lives in the back alleyway from me. He grabbed my Sammy. Um, she's a, a Pomeranian and a Chihuahua mix. And all yes. I could see was a black thing fly in the air. And I thought it was my Suki. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, he threw, threw the dog right over the fence. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I had a shovel in my hand. I smacked the dog in the head with a shovel just to, you know, he got a little busy there. And I put my knee into him. I was screaming for somebody to help me. Nobody would help me. So I was so petrified, yeah. and um, I just wanted the people, you know, because when I found Sammy, she had a big gash in the back of her neck, I guess, when they picked her up and threw her, and um, and I think what they did to a, a, a possum, they threaded it apart a couple of years ago, and, you know, they didn't want, I know I wanted them to pay my vet bill, they didn't even want to pay the vet bill, but they just leave these poor shepherds in the corner of their yard in this metal crate, sometimes they leave the door, and that's how they got out. But, I mean, day in and day out, I mean, they don't even take the poor things in the house and, and give them any kind of love. Why do you want a dog if you want to do that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I understand you got to let them out in the yard and stuff like that, but day in and day out, I mean, in the winter time, they get cold. I just think, oh, you know, God, you know, I feel so bad for them. You know, I just want to go over there and rescue them, you know. And, and I mean, I've called somebody on and they went out there, but they're still there. And they, they're just in that muddy creek. Dirty, need a nice bath, nice food. I mean, it's hard. It's hard uh, and, where, where, and whereabouts are these dogs? Are they actually they're, in the rescue, did you say? Or are they at the house? No, they're not rescue. No, they're set owners. These people live in the back of me, and they have the two. They have two shepherds, and my one neighbor said they have a Saint Bernard. 
you know, and they put them, I know the two shepherds are in this, like, metal crate thing. Um, oh. And sometimes they leave it open, and this is how they broke out of the yard, and then they put them back in. But they, one day I went over with my camera to grab my dog to take pictures of the yard, and there was, like, mud in their water dish and stuff. I mean, how would they like? I just think of it like this. How would you like it to drink out of a muddy glass? Exactly. I mean, I take time to wash my dog's dishes every morning before I feed them. I give them a bath every, you know, twice a week. Okay, well, my studio, she likes to roll in. I don't know what dogs have with duck poop, but they like to roll in duck poop for some reason. And um, <laughs> I, I hate that when she goes out there. There's a duck that flies around the neighborhood and it comes in the yard. And it's something about the duck poop. They like to roll in it. And but I, I have to give them a bath because they sleep with me, and they're not getting to bed with me at this thinking, you know. And I just can't understand why would people give them muddy water and stuff. I mean, why yeah, have exactly. to you know, take care of them? Just to, I just believe that they terrorize them. They're, they're doing something to them. I, I, I would love to catch what they're doing, but I've called the SPCA, and I'm sure they went out there, but they still have the dogs. Hmm. Maybe me and you can talk about that um, over Facebook or something, and maybe we can. Uh, I can. I've got a few contacts that maybe we might be able to push that a bit further. Oh, okay. I appreciate it because you know they they need a better home than that. You know, winter coming in. You know, and I yeah. don't know what our winter's going to be like. You know, for the poor things to be outside like that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And do you know what? What gets me is I absolutely love St. Bernard's. I. I just love them. They're such beautiful, beautiful dogs. And the idea of you telling me that they're not looking after something like that, I mean, any dogs. I mean, it's not just St. Bernard's, it's all dogs. But, you know, we've all got our own little favorite breeds, haven't we? And some, well, not little in that case, but St. Bernard's are massive. But I just love them. I think they're so beautiful. Well, that's my mother told me, you know, when we were kids, we had a shepherd, but we had a miniature shepherd growing up. And, um, I remember my mom saying the dog got out one day and the cops came and they told us, you know, my mom to have a fencing yard and had to stay in the yard because, you know, German shepherds back then in the early 70s stuff, I guess they were known to be, I guess, you know, police dogs or whatever. They were, they could be mean or whatever, like what the pitbulls are labeled as up today. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, my mom had to put the fence and everything, you know, and these guys, like, because these shepherds broke out and, and got my dog. I mean, they came in my yard and threw my dog over the fence. I yeah. mean, and when they, and, and thank goodness, so I was out there because I was out there doing the garden and I had a shovel in my hand, you know, and my daughter had opened up the door and they ran. But I heard them barking, and when I turned around, they both were in my yard. There's two of them. They were both in the yard, but the one ran and seen me running. And, I'm in fifty, so I, you can imagine how fast I can run. And I'm trying to, like, I, I just mm-hmm. panicked, and I'm like, soon as I'm like, get off her, get off her, because I just seen, you know, and no one wanted to come help me because it was a German shepherd. You know, a bunch yeah. of people were outside, but they did not want to help me at all. You know, and then like the next day, they're like, you're crazy for jumping that dog like that. But when you see one of your loved ones or one of your animals in trouble, I don't know, it's just something that kicks into our body that gives us the strength. Uh, Absolutely. To, to help them, you know. Well, well, it's quite funny because I've got the Rotty and then I've got two Labrador crosses across with Border Collies, and Penny, the Labrador cross, she is actually the top dog over the Rotty, and everybody says no, that's no way. 
But I tell you what, I've seen these two. Now, it's quite funny because when Miracle comes in season, she's I've got to get her done, actually. That's the next thing to be done. And do you know what? Um, Penny is, has already been done when she was a pup. And do you know what? When we got... Um, when Penny was outside one day, they obviously just looked at each other wrong or whatever, and they started fighting. And literally, I went outside, and I literally just shoved myself in the middle of them, and they just would not part, not for love and the money. And the funny part is, both of them just had a couple of scratches on each of them, and that was it. And I couldn't yeah. believe it, because I said at the time, I said, really, Miracle Lerotti should have ripped her to bits. Not as if I would let her by any means, but do you know what I mean? But it was really weird. And But the pair of them, they just, sometimes you can see them looking at each other. And it's just miracle that Rotty just trying to look to see if she can just overpower Penny. But there's no way she'll ever have it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think because they're, fa- they're family, because that's the way my guys are here. They're, you know, they'll fight each other, but they don't fight this. To kill each other, you know. What I mean, they get into just like siblings. They fight and, and get into the little yes. things, and they know who belongs here and who doesn't. Like I took uh, my Chewy to get a haircut, and I got his haircut real short because he has that thick, thick Pomeranian hair. And yes. when I brought him home, they thought that wasn't Chewy. They chased him down the yard, I guess, and then he looked at they looked at me like, "Now you ain't bringing no more dogs here, lady. Get this dog out of my And then. They're nipping him in his butt, and he's like running away, like you know, you're not. It's me, it's me. <laughs> but they just having a They didn't realize it was Julie with the short hair. It was so funny. We laughed so hard. And but like, all I can say, again, you know, <laughs> all I can say to that is, don't you have your hair cut? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what it says. Every time you're going to get Julie's haircut, you're going to get beat up by the girls. And because he's my only male. You know, I the girl, <laughs> and, and um, <laughs> and you know what? He lets the girls beat him up too. I have to give it to him, and he's he's like a big boy, you know, because I got when we get the fix, they just get bigger, you know. And yeah. he's he was ten pounds, but he's probably pushing thirty pounds. He's really heavy. I even hate carrying him. Um, but I try to take my fat little for walks at night. But now he lets yeah. the girls beat him up. But I've seen him like Suki the bully, like I told you. She blocked him one day in the corner, and he had no other means but to come out fighting. And when he got her, you know, he got her good. I mean, I had to go in the, in the kitchen and break it up. But after that, she don't bully him no more. I guess you know, you know, and I put him on punishment for that. But I think he had to let her know, look, I'm getting tired of you beating me up. You know that I have to put my foot down with you now. <laughs> And she don't mess with him, but she bullies everybody else. Yeah. You know, he, but yeah. I think there's, there's an alpha, like they say alpha beta. I think everybody got an alpha dog, and I think she's my alpha girl, you know, and she's the beta, you know. But then they, I just think they're like siblings. They get into their little fights, and, and you know, like you said, your rowdy could have killed, you know, your, I don't know. I think lads are, are kind of aggressive, too, you know. Um. I had a lab growing up, and her name was, was Susie, and she, I could just look at her and give her a look, and she would go after certain people, you know, and and yep. she was a lab mix. And I think the mixed ones are, um, I don't know, like a, they call them mutts, but I just think they're more intelligent than the full-bred adults. Wouldn't you agree? I agree totally, totally with that. And do you know what? It's quite funny you're saying about the look, because when we got Miracle, um, obviously she's 14 weeks old, under four kilos in weight, and she got very, very, very spoiled, to say the least. 
The trouble is, like a spoiled little child, she literally did start to play up. And I spoke to my mate who um, has got Rottweilers, and I said, I just don't know what I'm going to do with her. She's just been a total madam, won't listen to anything I say. And she's just really taken the mix. She went, bring her up to mine, I'll sort her out for you. I said, right, okay then. Took her up there, and uh, she said, let her off the lead. I said, but she won't do as she's told. She went, just let her off the lead in the house. It's fine. Just let her go. So I let her go. Anyway, she came and sat by me, and she was fine. And they went, then, then Jan said to her, come on, come to me, and she wouldn't come. Anyway, Jan just gave her the, this look and literally straight, stared straight in her eyes. And after just a few, oh, it's been about 20 seconds, I reckon, Miracle eventually looked away. And she went, now it's your turn. I said, my turn for what? She went, you have to wait for a bit. Wait until you want say, ask Miracle to do something. And she said, then soon as she's done, not done it, you stare her out. And you do not look away until she looks away. I said, are you mad? And she went, no. She said, you'll see. And do you know what? I did it. And Miracle, it took about 20 seconds for her to look away. And she went, now watch the difference. She'll just keep doing that all the time, she said, and then she'll suddenly realize that you're in charge of her, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, right, whatever. So anyway, it happened a few times that Miracle did look away, and this one day she really did try her luck. And she literally was about, oh, it must have been a minute, where she wouldn't look away. And I just shouted miracle really loud, and I just told her off totally, and she looked away, but it was her trying to be alpha bitch over me. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? Yeah, and do you know what? Since then, she has been a fantastic dog, totally, totally different. And I only have to look at her when she's done something wrong, and I just say something like, "Who did this?" And do you know what? As I've said that. All my dogs are just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Penny didn't even look towards her heads, flinching as if to say, I should look, but I don't. And the other ones looking at me say, oh, I haven't done anything. I'm just lying here. And Miracle's <laughs> just sort of like, there's nothing wrong, lads. It's all right. <laughs> and Penny's yeah, actually just looked at me now as well. <laughs> I know. And it's, uh, it's, it's amazing because when you, you talk, they know when you're talking about them too, you know. But like yeah. even like, I mean, and just like my daughter's, like Suki is my daughter's dog. And, and that's why I say I think they have one owner too. Like she stays with her father to go to school over where we used to live at because over here there's a lot of, a lot of bullies. And, and um, so I can, like, I'm sitting here talking to you. They're all surrounded in a circle around me, like little kids, like when you're reading them a nighttime story, they gather around in the circle. And this is what they do. And um, my little Sasha, I, I mean, she goes hiding, but when I rescued her, I don't know what they did to her, but that's a two-pound chihuahua. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they abused her or what was going on with that case. They didn't know. Somebody just dropped her off. But um, I had to work with her. And I'll tell you, it's been six years. And really, after my divorce, me and her became really close. Like, she trusted me then, but I would have to look behind the couch with her because, like, she's so tiny that you would have to really go looking for her. And um, I would always wonder if the kids left the door open and she got out. And um, after I moved 
you know, here and it's just me and her. Now, she, like I could say her name, Sasha, she'll come running to me. And before she was just so scary. You know, I can't imagine if somebody did to her why she's so scary like that for being a chihuahua. Because they're usually mouthy and, and uh, you know, running off with the mouth all the time. That's why I tell my kids, you know, you they say you are your pet. You ever hear that, Sue? You are your pet. And <laughs> and they they say, you know, what pet you pick, that's usually what you are. And my kids said, Mom, you picked your pets really well. They got all mouth like you. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm in my mouth like a chihuahua. <laughs> and I got this goofy voice. And I'm like, you know, it's my kids told me that. Like, it took a couple of days to register. And I'm like, I am a ch- like a chihuahua, you know, because <laughs> I do. Like, I'm always listening and I'm always running my mouth. And I don't take no crap off of nobody. And it's, that's the personality. Pomeranians, too, you know. And, yes. And, like, I always thought, but you're, you are your pet, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've got to go back to Australia for a minute to catch up with poor Nicole again. She's put, um, she had a three-legged um, German Shepherd, was called Suki. I think that's right, Suki or Zuki. Um, and she's put, um, she thinks you're absolutely fantastic. And she put, chickens can be more aggressive. Oh, yes, chickens, I agree. I, my, my grandfather had a farm and his chickens used to... Uh, go at it too, yeah. Now, um, she said she has a three-legged dog. Is what you're saying? Yeah, all the way. She, I think she did do. I mean, uh, my three-legged German Shepherd was called Suki, so I think it might be one that's passed. And I've just got to mention my friend Debs, who's in the chat at the moment. Now, please, Debs, don't cry. But I just want everybody to know that. Debs has been on a bit of a down the last couple of days because I know that it's coming up to the year, um, a year ago since she lost her JD. And her JD was her love of her life. It was her dog. And I know she's missed him very, very much. So big hugs to Debs. And you know that Debs' JD is always around you and he'll always watch over you. And uh, you've got no worries about that. So big hugs to Debs. And I uh, hope you're okay because I know she's in the chat, and I know she's had a. You know when you, it, it's even when you lose a pet, it's just having that anniversary, oh. isn't it? It's so hard. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, there's a. I don't know if you got that too that I sent over to you. That foundation of Mia, the foundation of Mia, that uh, the lady that she go, well, she had rescued a dog that was born with the um, the top roof of the snout um, out. Uh, Mia lived for like two years. He, she was on the news with her and everything. And I, I mean, when I joined her website, uh, it, it touched me. Um, they just lost um, one uh, last week. Um, but she takes on uh, through the foundation, um, ha- you know, helping animals that are born with handicaps. You know, because so many people want to put them down because they're born like that. You know, and, and you you got to say, you know, would you put your child down or say, you know, hey, you know, I don't want exactly. anymore. You know, you you still have to to love your animal. I couldn't see putting my animal down because of something. And I think you know, when you're working with a gifted animal, I think there's more love to it. Not that I'm saying that you love you know a normal animal, but I don't, I don't know. I just think we put more love into them, and and they give more love back because of the condition that they're in. I mean, I was following the foundation for a couple of years now, and. I'll tell you, every time I go to visit it or, you know, send donations in, I, it breaks my heart, you know, but this woman has 
uh, one lady actually went down. Um, I think I heard you mention something about getting one animal to somewhere else in, I think, the U.K., but uh, this one dog was born with um, the two hind legs missing. Well, it was in California, and she lives in New York. And this lady volunteered to go to California and bring the dog to New York for her, the, for the foundation, and raise it. So, I mean, there's, and volunteered it. You know, if there's volunteers when you reach out and they ask somebody for the help and stuff, that to the, there, there's good hearted people still out there that is willing to help us, you know, and, and help with the animals and stuff like that. So, I mean, what you're doing from the U.K., and I, I you know, I post what's on, what, what you do on your U.K. and stuff over here, you know, that to let people know that, you know, there's so many good-hearted people all around this world that's willing, you know, to chip in or, or help or something, you know, because we're their voice. You know, without us, they can't get the help that they really need. Exactly. Absolutely. And this is the thing, <clears throat> I mean, I've, me and Debs have talked about this quite a few times, saying that if only we had a small holding that we could make start a, a rescue center or try and make a difference. And it's so hard, isn't it? Do you know I mean? I mean, people say to me, oh, we can't afford this and that at the moment. And I say to people, even if you just share the links for the time being, do you know what I mean? Every small bit makes that difference. Just sharing a dog's picture, do you know what I mean, or whatever. It might be that they literally see, somebody sees that and rehomes that dog. That's the difference. Does Deb live in the UK or does she live over here in the States? Sorry? Uh, your friend Deb, does she live in the UK or does she live in the States? She lives in the UK, Debs does. Okay. I mean, like you said, like my sister says the same thing, you know, that you know she wishes she can hit the lottery and, and open up a, uh, a thing to save dogs, too. And I, and I think, you know, like even I told my sister, even if um, I mentioned you to her, and I said, you know, even if somebody can give a dollar or 50 cents, you know, and I know the economy is bad or whatever, but if somebody can just... Donate, you know, you'd be surprised. Like you said, giving out pictures and, and telling their story and, and, and doing little things in here, that, that helps big time. You know, um, like the rescue thing, we had people come in and donate food and, you know, um, anonymous, you know, put a dollar in there. I mean, the dollars add up. And 50 cents adds up. You know, people don't think, oh, yeah. well, this costs a lot more money. But, you know, so if you can open up a, a foundation or something like that, like Mia's mom did to help the handicapped, you know, guys, I mean, it's wonderful how, how far she came in two years just opening that foundation up, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's wonderful, you know. It's something I think you should look into, you know. And, I mean, I would love to do it over here, you know, and I, wouldn't, I don't even know how to even start. You know, I worked in them trying to get, you know, rescue them, and I wind up bringing them home myself and taking care of them, you know, and, uh, you, you can only bring so many home, you know, and, and it breaks my heart when I used to come home and, and leave so many back, you know, that I couldn't bring home, you know, and if, if we just can get a, you know, building or something started that, you know, make sure that these people are checked out where they go and, you know, are they in good homes and stuff like that. And, and first of all, what we need to do, well, what I need to do over here is that, why the SPCA won't help us spade our animals that people don't don't have money for? I mean, like a lady down the street, you know, her cat is always getting pregnant too, and and she says when she takes it to her vet, they want like two hundred some dollars just to spade it. Exactly. You know, and it's unreal. You know, people just don't have that kind of money, and this poor cat gets pregnant all the time. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is the thing, you know, what gets me is there is so many people out there that could actually make a difference but don't. You know, there's loads of people. I mean, they say that there isn't money in the world, but then like I say to people, I go shopping and I see all of them brand-new cars sat Mm -hmm. in the car parks, but they're telling me there's no money about Oh, yeah, my daughter was saying you know, that to me uh, Saturday. Yeah, like, and you hear people... And you have these people... And stuff, yeah. And then they cry they don't have no money. Like, I told my daughter, like, I, I can't even go out and buy my daughter uh, a nice outfit, you know. Um, you know, you got to pay your bills and, you know, struggle this night. But I, I don't know if they don't pay their bills to or what, but I... I Lady down she got two Cadillacs, and, and I know she rents her home, but, I mean, her kids are always dressed and expensive clothes. I'm like, and she doesn't even work. How does she do it? I just don't understand how these people do it. You know, and, and she has a couple animals down there too, you know, and it's just like, I don't understand. You can't, I mean, there's money. There's money, and it's just why they are so greedy not to help, you know, people, you know, animals and people that are trying to help these animals get spayed and stuff don't want to yeah. help, you know. And do you know what um, I'm just reading what Nicole from Australia has just wrote to me. She's put, you are so right. Celebrities, celebrities could do so much more. And that's so yeah. true, isn't it? You know, the amount of money. I mean, look at the footballers. How mm-hmm. many thousands a week, right, they have. Why could they not just donate one week's wage towards sorting out a foundation so that we can literally get loads of dogs rehomed, where we can get a bigger rescue centre, where we can actually make a bigger difference. Yeah, and, and and we have to, you know, get out somehow. Like, when I was talking to my son, and she said they year the 10,000 dogs that were put down, and I'm sure cats were involved in all that, too. I mean, 10,000 animals uh, put down, I mean, that could be less than nothing if people would just help get them spaded, you know. Um, like a lot of people say, well, you know, that's your responsibility or whatever. As You know, I mean, like they they want to have these animals. They want to take good care of them. They, they're doing the right thing. But, you know, like my, my truly when before he got fixed, he ran out the door, and, and if we weren't staying out there, he would have got this all. It's, they don't think like, hey, I'm not trying to. We're the, I think we're the only animals on this planet that enjoy sex and stuff like that. Animals are due to multiply, and I, they don't understand right from wrong on that issue. But, like you said, people that are, you know, got money to throw away, you know, like um, J.C. And, and his wife, they not not for the president down or anything like that, but they gathered up $4 million for the president in one night. Now, if yeah. they can get out, and people love to listen to their music stuff, if they got out and even just did a, a program for, you know, spading your animal where you know how much money they can pull in to help run, run these? I mean, we're just like little people to other people, but singers and, and movie stars and stuff like that. People would donate and, and give to them, you know, to you are, I guess, you know, out in, in the world, you know, to, to get the help that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need a sugar daddy, so <laughs> yeah, we do need a sugar daddy. <laughs> I, I keep saying there must be a rich person or a rich family out there somewhere that, you know, could literally help us out somewhere, somehow. Do you mean, or maybe a celebrity that could literally, I don't know, 
donate a song to a charity or whatever it may be. So if anybody has got one of those um, relatives that's literally in the celebrity, is a celebrity or whatever, I don't know, maybe, you know, we could auction off celebrities' um, autographs or something. You know, they could be doing something to help us, couldn't they? Yes, they could, you know, and, and, and we, you know, and it's not like we're looking for money for us. I mean, long as we, I mean, I'm the type of person, long as you give me the food and the medical supplies that I would need for these guys, I will volunteer my time night and day for them, you know. Um, you, you know, and I, I think maybe they think, well, if we, we do help them, they're going to want money, be, you know, the cars, the dogs, back. But, I mean, when I was over in Jersey where for rescue, I used to go down North Carolina and bring dogs up and drop them off to different um, locations, uh, different shelters, because if they were overcrowded, they would need a driver to come down and get them. And I volunteered a couple times to do it, which I, I enjoy driving, you know. And it was several hours of my time, but I'm a night person. I like being up at nighttime, you know, more so than, you know, day. But um, yeah. I think I got more done because nobody's bothering you with the phone and, and the kids are sleeping and, and stuff like that. So I think that's how I got programmed like that when my kids were little. And, um but, I mean, I used to drive for them and, and drop them off to different locations that they had to go in. And I know somewhere in North Carolina, they, um, instead of killing them, it's a, a no-kill shelter, that what they do is a lady in New York works on her computer and she finds homes for them. And then they get a big van and a couple of them, and then these people drive them to their homes that they need to go to. They don't even yeah. find, you know. And it's wonderful what what they're doing, you know. It's, it's a no-kill shelter, but... You can only, um, you know, like like they get overcrowded so fast. And down, I think North Carolina and South Carolina, all them, so they just let their dogs run free, and they're just multiplying. And cats, too, they're just multiplying left and right, so they just gather them up, and then they throw them in the shelters, and then they have no other choice but to put them down because they don't know their characters or anything, you know. And, and I just feel like, you know, like I told the one lady I used to work with, how would you like to be out on the street for a, a month struggling for food and know where to live and keep warm and stuff like that? I, I'd bite you, too, if you walked up on me, you know? And yeah. you gotta like you got to look at them like, hey, you got to let them know that, hey, I'm here to help you. And once they realize you're there to help them, then you'll find a real personality out, you know? They just yeah. wanna, first time they meet them, uh, they try to bite me, so let's gas them. But I don't know if you heard the story over here. Um, it was um, um, like a hunting dog. I, I, I think they're hound dogs. Um, but they put him in a gas chamber with a bunch of them. And they think what kept him alive because he had an air pocket. And But when they opened the gas chamber, uh, they think the dead dog's out, he was still alive. And here somebody adopted him right away over here. Um, but they couldn't understand why he stayed alive, you know. I mean, because he sure went down. So they think maybe he had like a gas pocket and then, being other dogs on top of him or whatever saved him. But he lived, and I just believe that, you know, it wasn't his time to go. You know, he was trying to let people know that, you know, I don't care what you do to us, we're going to survive, you know, one way or the other. You know, just yes. please help us, you know, and we won't have to be going through this, you know. But, I mean, he was in a gas chamber with, I think, 20 of them, and he came out and he was still alive. He was a hound dog. And a movie star seen him. I think a movie star, I believe how the story went, the movie star got him. But if you can do that because you wanted him to put him on TV and stuff like that because he lived the gas chamber, why not just go and save them and give them people money and, and give them, you know, a better foundation of, of taking care of them, you know, it's just so.
so many out there, and it's a silver crown, but there is so many people that want to help, too. Yeah, exactly. And like you say, going back to the, the ones with disabilities and stuff, you know, there's so much love can be given to those, and you can make such a massive difference. I was watching the one with Sean Casey, do you know what I mean? And honest to goodness, I just saw all the different ones. He, he, he'd had one where he'd literally rescued um, one. Its back legs are totally gone. Then um, Sophie, her name is from America, she'd raised money to get this dog a wheelchair. And the difference with this dog was just absolutely phenomenal. It was just fantastic to see. Oh, yeah, and how fast they can go in their little wheelchair. Um, oh, yeah, Exactly. What- and this is what Mia's foundation does. They like they and they donate the money, and then they have the equipment to build um, for these little guys that need something, you know, that to get around with. And um, it's just, it's just wonderful. And I I just hope and pray one day that we can find a sugar daddy that can help us, you know, to you know the to give us the the vehicle and and the means of getting where they gotta go, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, do you know what? I cannot believe how fast time has absolutely flown by, Serena. And thank you so much for calling into the show. It's been absolutely fantastic to have you on. And oh, uh, you must come on again another night, too. Oh, yes, I will. And I'll, I'll be talking to my work isn't there anymore. I, I can be listening to you now. Um, <laughs> yes, and um, anytime I can help out, please just give me a holler and I'll I'll be there if you need me. Yeah, sure. give me a shout on Facebook. We'll have a natter later as well. Maybe okay. we can sort a couple of things out. Okay, I will. Thank you very much, Sue. And okay, thanks then. Thanks for calling in. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. And you, love. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you so much to Serena, who's actually called in tonight. I really do appreciate it very, very much. Um, thank you very much. And uh, obviously, the stories that me and her could go through tonight would be absolutely phenomenal, to say the least. Now, I obviously know that a lot of you may be in America, but I need to just mention um, for the people in the UK that, that at the moment, <clears throat> not that far from myself, um, well, it's quite a distance, but, you know, it's lo- quite local, um, near Wrexham, which is not um, too far away, it's actually called McNellis, I think it's called. It's M-A-C-H-Y-N-L-L-E-T-H. There are reports that there is a five-year-old girl is missing, um, and she has apparently been taken um, in a van. Um, I'll just read it out to you so you can actually all get the story, and then I'll share the link. There have been doubts to the reality of the missing child on social media tonight. However, as below, the BBC have confirmed that the police are appealing for witnesses in this incident. The girl reportedly called April Jones was apparently last seen being around a white van at 7pm this evening. The picture is being circulated is above. Claire Williams told us that approximately 7pm tonight, five-year-old April Jones got into a white cream grey car van uh, in the uh, car or van, we're not, they're not sure, um, in Brynigog area of Magnetliff. I hope I'm saying that right. She was with some friends of her age, hence the colour confusion. She hasn't been seen since, and we have no registration plate or sightings at the moment. Sarah Handel, who says that she is the child's godmother, says, Call McNelliff Police if you know anything. Huge police search is in progress. 
Several Wrexham followers on Twitter alerted us to this, including a retweet by North Wales Assembly member Alid Roberts from Rose. Um, you know, if anybody can give us any more updates or, you know, anything, by all means, please message the Ask Sue show. Um, ITV Wales are now reporting um, tonight as well, and they're stopping motorists in the area in a bid to find the child. At 10.16 tonight, they have a query in Dyford Police. However, the BBC, police are now, the BBC are now reporting as well, and they're looking for witnesses as well. Um, Dyford Police at 10.38, but they are increasingly concerned for missing five-year-old girl um, who was playing on a bike, um, and they are still obviously trying to look for this light-coloured van. If anybody's got info, any information, just call the police, um, and also please keep sharing this link everywhere. We need to get this all over Facebook ASAP because this little girl has got to be found. Um, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, do you know what I mean? It's just just wrong, isn't it? Just totally, totally wrong. And the words enough is enough still keeps ringing on, doesn't it? So please, everybody, if you could please share that to everybody on Facebook. You know, we need to get the word out. Um, and God knows what that poor family is going through right now. I, I doesn't, doesn't even bear to think of. Um, so please, everybody, if you could share the link, that would be great. Um, I'd like to thank everybody who's joined us on the show tonight. We are down to five minutes of me rambling on about a bit of all sorts. And obviously, Serena has actually been brilliant on the show tonight. Um, it's been a really good show. Um, obviously, it, it's funny how it all changed of, of what we started with, but that's all the fun of the Asu show. You never know what you're going to get, do you, to be fair? So... Um, so it's been absolutely fantastic. Please also don't forget to share the um, my mind has just totally gone blank uh, petition. I'm sorry, I'm sharing about this poor girl as well at the same time because it's quite upsetting to see that at the end of the day, I just think to myself it could have been my child, you know, and it, it's quite worrying to say the least. So please share it. It is on my um, status on Facebook and also on the Ask Sue Show page as well. So please go and have a look at that. Um, yeah, and even Nicole in Australia, who bless her, she stayed up to listen to the show, um, is saying, oh, my God, poor family. You know, doesn't even bear to, I, I, you know, I look at these missing things um, and I'd see all these different children and older people and everything. And I just think, oh, my goodness, it doesn't even bear to think about so please, just everybody, just please keep sharing the link all the time. Um, it, it could be just one person that might know something that could actually make the difference. So please just keep sharing. Um, if anybody else has got anything else they want to um, let me know about on the chat, by all means, um, give me a quick shout out before we uh, close tonight's show down. Um, I also, obviously, we're sending big hugs to Deb still about JD because it is up, coming up to a year since she's um, lost him. So um, thank you very much. Um, and I'd like to thank William Malloy as well, who was going to give us a call in, but obviously we've just run out of time. But William will be coming on to the show soon. He does a lot of healing, and if you want to go and have a look, um, you can find him on Facebook, William Malloy absolute great healer um, and does a lot of work behind the scenes for a lot of people so hi to William hope you're okay um, 
Uh, I want everybody just to send a prayer out tonight, whether you're religious or not, or if you're spiritual or whatever you are. Let's just send some healing out for that poor family of that child tonight. You know, let's hope we, we find her back home safe in the warm where she belongs and big hugs to all of the family. Um, hope everybody is, all, you know, all okay in that family. So we're down to two minutes. So I would just like to thank everybody again for coming on to the show. Thank you very much to Serena. Thank you to Debs and everybody in the chat tonight. Let's do a quick shout out to Bill, to Debs, Rihanna, Serena and William. Um, and also to Max, who was on earlier as well. Hope um, everybody's all okay. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining into the show. Um, hope you have the greater the evening goes okay, or the day, as it is in America. And um, we'll obviously finish out the song with um, a bit of Shakespeare's... Uh, no, we won't. Let me go to a bit shorter, because obviously we're running out of time. So let me see if I can just find a shorter song quick. Um, what about a bit of Who Let the Dogs Out? Good night, everybody, and please join the Ask Sue show. Thanks. Good night. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Shout out! 